Hi, I'm Shreen Pachek, and you're listening to the Modern Retail Podcast, where I speak with executives leading the reinvention of retail. And is there anything more comforting, especially right now, than Recess's Instagram page? Um, I go on it pretty often these days, but this startup is making canned CBD beverages with a decidedly anxiety-calming feel, perfect for these troubled times. Joining me today is Recess's CEO and founder, Ben Witte. Hi, Ben. Hi, nice to, nice to speak with you. Nice to speak with you as well. Let's uh, let's start at the beginning. Usually a good place to start and go from there. You launched Recess uh, 2018, towards the end of the year, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, why? Yeah, the kind of opportunity, uh, you know, I was looking for a consumer brand or consumer uh, experience to start. And about, you know, two and a half years ago at this point, um, I had seen kind of CBD bubbling up uh, on the periphery, uh, just kind of CBD oil. Uh, in natural food stores. Um, and I started experimenting with it myself because I've always been a naturally kind of hyper wired, stressed out, anxious millennial. Um, mm-hmm. And when I started using CBD oil regularly, I felt better. I felt more balanced and even keeled. And as a result, I felt more productive, more creative, and less stressed out and anxious. And I just had a number of insights from that experience. Uh, the first being, I'm not the only one that feels this way. Uh, stress and anxiety, uh, you know, I believe it is one of the biggest issues of the 21st century. It's only in the past kind of couple of years that there's been a turning point where people acknowledge it um, and are seeking out solutions uh, to kind of take back control. Um, and this is like encapsulates like the, an antidote to modern times, which is our kind of one of our main taglines. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second insight was around CBD itself. Uh, I found the compound to be effective uh, at helping me feel kind of balanced and centered. Uh, but the user experience of putting oil that tastes like grass under your tongue was not a great one. Um, and so the, I think the key insight was around uh, that I, you know, I, I think CBD is like the caffeine of the 21st century, basically. It's mm-hmm. going to be a commoditized functional ingredient that's going to be added to many things. And the value would be creating the right application formulation. So a dissolvable tablet versus a sparkling water versus a kombucha, you know, you name it, we could do it. What made sense to do first? Uh, and then most importantly, building the brand on top of the ingredient. Similar to caffeine, who are the biggest caffeine companies? It's Starbucks, it's Red Bull, it's you know right. Monster Energy, and they don't market caffeine, they market the feeling. And so the opportunity I saw was to build a re- brand around the feeling that CBD unlocked, not the ingredient itself. And so that's, right. I think, the you know, differentiation in our marketing strategy, which I can speak to. Um, when I, uh, and I, I found the drink to be the most obvious kind of use case, the, uh, the most obvious use case to add it to. So I was mm-hmm. like, and I never literally met a person that worked in beverage or CBG. Like I did not know a single person when I came up with the idea. I was going to say, you and, didn't have a background in like beverage land. You didn't have, you know, 20 years at Coke or anything. <laughs> not only did I not have a background in it, I'd never even crossed my mind to like look at the space. <laughs> Right. Um, and I didn't know a single person that worked in this space. Um, so what was that? My, Actually, walk us through that a little bit, because I think that, you know, for a lot of we've had so many founders on this podcast who sort of, you know, uh, literally had a great idea. But I mean, we've had people who just never worked in apparel who are suddenly out there trying to figure out how to make T-shirts. Um, what was that experience like sort of as a founder? It's like it's one thing to have an idea and then to say, OK, now I have to like do this. Well, it comes back to the third insight, which I was going to get to, which was my observation about beverage was. Beverage is the most brand marketing driven category on the entire planet because it has one unique attribute. It has a super, you know, beverages are super high frequency of use and purchase, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's not another product that you have the potential to buy every day, right? People that drink Diet Coke or Starbucks, they drink it every day. As a result, that leads to like a brand marketing driven strategy. And so I said, like, this is interesting. Uh, There were great beverage brands, you know, Coca Cola, Red Bull, Gatorade. They're all marketing a feeling. 
Uh, they're all aligning themselves with a specific community to create the association with the functional benefit. So in the case of, and they're effectively media companies, right? I think that's the key. I, Red Bull is a media company for the action sports community that monetizes through selling cans, uh, is how I look at Red Bull. Um, yeah. And so what I saw was that the most recent successful beverage brands have succeeded despite being mediocre at marketing. Like hmm. LaCroix is not a brand, it's a name. Um, and I can go all the way down the list. Like, who's the most exciting beverage brand of the past 10 years? There's not that many of them. Um, mm -hmm. And so I saw an opportunity to innovate on building a beverage brand, right? Um, and so that has driven the entire strategy of recess, right? And if I didn't, I, cause, because I didn't know anyone in the industry, I knew what was the thing I did know and that I was, you know, could differentiate and break through with was building the brand itself. And what I like to say is that in the past, brands were built on the shelf. Today, they're built on your phone, and that changes everything. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so I look at Recess as really the tr first true digitally native beverage brand. Like, uh, like that's designed for, you know, retail world. Um, and so we're not a D2C brand. Uh, we're an omnichannel brand where a majority of our sales are going to come through mass retail. Mm -hmm. uh, but the brand itself is built online. And then the fourth point is that I don't even, I've never viewed Recess as just a beverage brand. Like we're, we were using a CBD infused sparkling water to unlock the idea of recess, which is mm -hmm. a new consumption occasion and use case in people's lives of taking a recess, taking a moment to reset and rebalance so you can be your most productive and creative self, um, uh, is kind of the big idea here. The big idea is kind of not CBD and that we were going to use kind of content uh, and experiences, both digital and physical, to impart the feeling that we want people uh, to feel when they drink a recess, which we describe as calm, cool, collected um, to basically, you know, unlock this bigger idea. So moving forward, um, you know, I look at Recess as a new type of kind of consumer wellness and lifestyle brand, which is going to have many components kind of built around the mm -hmm. beverage itself. So we're going, you know, heavy into kind of content and media. Uh, we have, a, uh, I can speak to more of that. We're actually launching apparel and objects and merchandise. Um, and then we're going to have kind of IRL experiences and you know, really building this kind of recessed universe. Okay. You've said four, I've sort of cottoned onto four different pillars and you've have, you just said a lot. So I'm going to start delving a little bit deeper into some of this. L let's mm -hmm. go into the brand building because I think that's really, really interesting how you put it. And I've been saying on this podcast for a long time that I think the modern sort of brand experience and starting a company experience has really been focused on brand and storytelling first because- mm -hmm. There are, you know, let's look at a different category. There are thousands of new bra companies right now. They all, they're all sort of doing similar models. They're probably all really making great product. The thing that makes one of them, especially in the startup world, sort of come ahead of the others or pull ahead of the pack is because it does just does a better job at telling its story. It does a better job mm -hmm. of telling the brand. And, you know, in some ways, like we've said that the new consumer startups are essentially just really, really good at marketing. And I know marketing sometimes feels like a dirty word. It's like, oh, advertising. But that's not what I mean. Brand building is what's going to separate this from everything else. So when you sort of start think, started thinking about recess, you came up with this idea. And I know that the beverage is only sort of one sliver of that and just the beginning of that. You're going to have lots of other things. How do you then figure out how to do this on in a paid way? At the end of the day, you're going to have to start spending some money and stick out on Instagram and so on. But you actually kind of went really differently, especially in the early days. Walk us through kind of how the brand building translated into an actionable marketing strategy. Yeah. Well, I think the first insight was around going back was like marketing the solution and not the ingredient. Sure. Right? Like everyone else in CPG we, I saw was that Everyone was like, the labels were very 
you know, it's like it has 20 grams of protein, it's GMO, it's organic, it's all of this. And and I looked at energy drinks, which is the big closest comp is if Red Bull's marketing, Red Bull gives you wings, not caffeine and taurine. Right. And so that I think the key positioning was what is the feel like? Why is someone going to drink a CBD drink? Well, they want to mm-hmm. take a recess. They they want to take a moment throughout their day to reset and rebalance, like I described. Another key insight around the positioning was we have never used the word relax ever in our marketing. Even though most people might describe us as a relaxation beverage, I don't think people aspire to relax. Hmm. You aspire to feel balanced and centered so you can be, go do something. Like recess is not designed to put you to sleep, even though some people do like it before bed, right? Hmm. And so there was this kind of taking them, like it's a, you know, a new use case. So that, that was a, a core idea. I think the difference between energy and like calm and balance uh, is is interesting. You know, when you drink an iced coffee, the first sip, you feel that right, you know, when, when you, you know, as soon as you, you take that sip and you feel stimulated. Well, stress and anxiety is a story you tell yourself in your head. And so what Recess is doing, I look at Recess, to your point, as a narrative-driven brand. We're putting an alternative story in their head, in people's heads, which they feel, right? Mm-hmm. So I think about it as like, what do we want someone to feel when they drink a Recess? We want them to feel kind of thoughtful, clever, creative, inspired, introspective. Mm-hmm. And so we have to create content ourselves every day that makes them feel that, right? And so I look at the Instagram itself as like a social commentary on living in 2020, right? And antidote to modern times, it's kind of, you know, is like, it's tongue in cheek. It's kind of making fun of the absurdity of like millennial culture in a way that's much more uh, effective at driving home the mentality we want someone to feel, right? And so See, that the content is what imparts the emotion and the feeling. How did you start sort of with kind of, because I am interested in your content strategy. I mean, you're, it's a CBD company. There's a lot of restrictions you're going to have, obviously, on kind of, you can't market the way again, like all the other bra companies and swimwear companies can. You can't do a lot of different sorts of paid advertising. So content and I think sort of word of mouth PR has obviously played a really big part. And I know the sort of your newsletter was a part of that. How did you start with figuring out, okay, I know I need to do this content strategy. How do you start staffing for that? How do you start saying, okay, I'm going to essentially, you know, that old thing of brand newsroom sort of starts coming back to life when you're talking about, about this kind of strategy. Well, it started with, um, how did, like, I didn't know anything about beverage, but I realized enough that you know, these distributors and these retailers, there's a new tiny, you know, there's a beverage brand launching every single day. There must have been a new CBD drink. There must have been 50 launched this year, right? You, you haven't heard it. You haven't heard of most of them, right? And because, and, and so what I wanted to do was do this internet-only direct-to-consumer launch. And I wanted to use content in our website as consumers' first interaction with the brand and, you know, frankly, press's first interaction with the brand because it conveys the emotion and the mission and the purpose of Recess. And I wanted to kind of create the buzz and the leverage online in order to go offline. And so mm-hmm. even though the vision was always to be a vast majority of our sales coming through traditional retail, I didn't even meet with distributors and retailers before I launched. And not because they didn't want to. They actually had heard about Recess and wanted to meet with me, but I didn't meet with them. And the thinking was, I want them, I basically want them to come to us after we, after we create all this buzz online with consumers. And that strategy just worked a lot better than we thought. We did, we did literally did 40 times our first month projected sales. Um, and it wasn't that much, it was just because I was so conservative on what I would do. And the company launched out of my apartment, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, with, you know, after a month, like, you know, distributors and retailers started coming to us. And so then we were ready to go build, you know, hire our first sales rep 
and go uh, focused on building the brand in New York on the streets. But I think one thing I found is that you know, not, you know, we haven't that we basically just started doing some paid marketing. We've done okay. no influencer marketing. That's um, interesting. I, Why? Yeah, I I I wanted to focus on allocating my limited dollars towards creating content experiences that we create, like and basically becoming cool ourselves by doing it every day. Like being, you know, to to connect with creatives, we have to be creative, right? Like we're speaking to creatives, just like Red Bull is speaking to the action sports community and Gatorade is speaking to professional athletics. And so instead of asking, paying a creative to tell people recess is cool, we, you know, we're creative ourselves with the content and the experiences we created. It was kind of the strategy. That's interesting. A lot of what you're saying is basically gone against this, like what I call kind of the playbook of a newly launched brand in, yeah. you know, the last two or three years. There is a playbook and most people follow it, you know. You, the paid advertising thing sort of aside, a lot of people would say sort of influencer marketing is a big part of it, um, figuring and figuring that out really early. Content has been a big strategy, but your content has gone sort of a little bit of a different way. I am curious, kind of, you know, you sort of, you know, you're not a direct to consumer only brand. Um, and did you, when you were sort of starting, you know, you had distributors coming, sort of started doing wholesale. Have you deliberately sought to kind of lean into more that over just saying, I'm going to control this whole thing myself and figure it out on my own and be direct. I mean, why, what was your thinking internally when you were figuring all that out? Because I think you have to, you have to start with like, what is the product and like, how do people use it and where are they going to buy it? Right. Beverages are different than a mattress, right? You, you know, Casper is spending all this money on marketing to sell someone, you know, one mattress every, you know, X number of years. Away is spending all this marketing uh, money on marketing to sell someone one suitcase every few years. Uh, I'm trying to get people to drink recess every single day, right? I think I can sell people multiple recess per day. People drink beverages in the real world, right? So when they're going to a cafe for lunch, a coffee shop to grab a coffee, the grocery store. So as a result of that, beverage marketing is all about staying, creating brand awareness and recognition uh, and keeping the brand top of mind so that when someone walks... Um, you know, to Erwan, into Erwan in LA, they're choosing recess over Spindrift, right? So our digital marketing is, is the primary objective of it is to create that uh, on does that awareness and brand recognition and impart the feeling so that someone someone goes into the real sure. world and sees a recess, they buy it. But I think what, now, what yeah, right. Yeah. I think what frustrates people about exactly that though is that they know that this is the best way. But I think for a lot of founders, especially brand driven companies, which yours is you can't control all of that in the real world. You can't, you know, and I, I think that's been, and I want to talk to you about Amazon and other sort of online channels too, because I think that's been the biggest thing that we're seeing and hearing from people. It's like, yeah, of course I know I can make loads of money if I, for example, sell this on Amazon and I am, but also at the same time, I can't control any of this brand experience. I'm, I'm spending all this money and time, which you are, creating a whole lifestyle that then you essentially lose control of. And I think that's been the central frustration for a yeah. lot of people who have said, I want to control this. Yeah. I just think, again, it, it, I, I, and I would agree, every product's different. Like, um, and I think a beverage is, you want to make a beverage available as, as many places to purchase as possible. Um, you know, really, if you have a beverage, I think that one of the unique things about Recess that we found as an example that, uh, is so exciting for just how big the category is going to get is your total addressable market for a beverage brand or a category is a function of what are the use cases and consumption occasions in the day someone's going to, you know, drink your product. Like mm -hmm. uh, people don't drink coffee for the most part after seven o'clock at night, 
right? So that's, you know, those are the, yeah, that's its consumption window. Times, like, what are the points of distribution that make sense to be sold? Uh, well, one thing we noticed about recess is people drink it at every waking hour of the day. There's, mm -hmm. and I see it all day on Instagram. There's a group of people that like to start their day calm uh, by having a recess and another group of people that uh, like to have a recess before they go to bed. The core use case is 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at your office, at lunch, as a compliment or substitute for your coffee. A lot mm -hmm. of people use it before and after a workout. A lot of people use it as a substitute for alcohol or as a mixer with alcohol. And so as a result of all those consumption occasions, it's working at all those points of distribution, right? So it's working at the yoga studio, the gas station in the bodega, the Waldorf of Astoria, Beverly Hills, et cetera. And so the strategy of recess on the distribution front is really to make it available everywhere, right? Yeah. And then to build the brand so that they, you know, that they are, have a connection to the brand online, right? And yeah. so that's like the, the, there's almost like two components to the business. We're going to take a quick break for an ad and we'll be right back. Is there anywhere that you have said, you know, I, uh, you know, you're in like what four thousand something retailers mm -hmm. at this point, right? Is there anywhere you've said you won't sell? I mean, you know, we brought up Amazon earlier. I think for a lot of people, it's like that's the one that they'll pick. Is I'll do everything, but I won't do Amazon. I'll pick do everything, but I won't do. Is there anywhere that you've thought? Because I am curious about what your sort of plan is. Yeah. I mean, you obviously need to be a scaled company because you're selling beverages. You have to sell yeah. many, 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 many of them, and you want to sell. You can sell it potentially to almost everyone yeah. because of the nature of your product. So what's the strat like what's the strategy when you the, go from there? Yeah. The only reason recess isn't available on Amazon and and at literally everywhere right now is because right. the regulation around CBD right. isn't cleared. So right. recess would be You would sell them. <laughs> or recess would be orders of magnitude bigger today if okay. if the regulation around CBD was clarified. Sure. Um, and so the that, that's that's and so uh, I'm a proponent of I get why some founders, uh, I get why Emily at Glossier doesn't want to sell sure. makeup on Amazon right now. But, you know, a drink is a different type of product. Like that's something you buy for your house on a weekly basis that, you know, when you're buying, you know, your paper towels on Amazon, you should be able to buy recess. And I don't have any issue. I, and I also, I, I reject the notion that uh, it hurts your brand. Like I think if your brand is strong enough, it can stand on its own. Right. Again, th this is why I think recess was built in bodegas, right? In New York, right? Like that's where okay. that's where we're in literally every corner store. Mm -hmm. And I think it works in a corner store. That's not, uh, you know, just Erewhon. Like I wanted to build a brand that worked at Soho House and the, the, the corner <laughs> store. Right? Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, I think the brand recognition is underappreciated. Yeah. And brand recognition and awareness is super underappreciated. Um, and that we benefit uh, from our distribution strategy, which is that beverages are available everywhere. And now moving forward, you're going to see us build other components to the recess business on top of that awareness that we've created. So you mentioned apparel, you mentioned a few other things, kind of what's um, what's kind of the five-year plan right now? And I am curious on sort of the current situation with the coronavirus pandemic and in general, the general business uncertainty that it's leading to when it comes to tighter cash flows, when it comes mm -hmm. to just in general, just a fear. I mean, for any founder at this point, no matter yeah. what business, uncertainty isn't good. Um, yeah. How are you sort of, how has it affected you, if at all, in like just the first three weeks that this has really taken off here? And sort of what do you expect though, is like even the, even if the illness kind of part of it, the health part of it goes away, the residual kind of economic effects? <laughs> well, what we've noticed is that um, our e-commerce sales are up about 5X um, and that our message and antidote to modern times uh, and the content like it feels like it's built for it. <laughs> it was literally built for this, but I have to yeah. say, like, 
taking a recess while quarantined was not a consumption occasion I had in mind. And, you know, a global pandemic was not modern times, we imagine. But, you know, here we are kind of thing. But I think it does actually shift. So it, it's beneficial to us in that regard. Uh, it's hurt our retail sales business because no one's in Manhattan. We have a huge part of our sales come from the lunch crowd, the office crowd, the coffee shop crowd. That's gone. Um, and, you know, we're also not in the targets and Walmarts yet because of the regulatory. And so we don't right. benefit from the, you know, that, that where, which mm -hmm. is where a lot of the foot traffic is. But over the long term, um, look, I think it makes the idea of recess uh, even more relevant. I, I think we have a brand voice that's able to kind of speak to this moment in a way that other brands can't. We've done a bunch of content about uh, this situation and working from home and, uh, you know, what this means, in a, you know, in the recess tongue in cheek way uh, that most brands just can't do. Right. And I, right. I think we're going to continue to benefit from that. I think people are looking uh, for, uh, as they're at home, looking for engaging content uh, to consume, which is what we're good at creating and which is you know what we'll be doing uh, a whole lot more of. Uh, I think, you know, for us, we're focused on kind of uh, engaging the creative community um, and actually bringing them into the recess world and making kind of content and experiences together. Uh, so you'll see a lot more of that. Um, and to your question about like what the vision is uh, for recess is really, look, I think I think of the business, the structure of recess is going to look like a it's going to be structured more like a company like Disney than like a tradition than like LaCroix in the sense that we're really creating this world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like, you know, uh, and that, you know, through, through, you know, we've kind of established this brand voice and this way of connecting with, I'd say millennials uh, on Instagram, and you're going to see us expand that in a major way. So the big things we're going to be launching is kind of a dedicated uh, editorial platform, which I'm not going to name yet, um, though, but that will serve as like the central kind of marketing and content hub for the brand. Um, we're going to be, you know, basically, you know, creating apparel and other objects, both ourselves and in collaboration with other brands um, to kind of monetize, uh, the, you know, the, the digital world we're creating, uh, as well as turn kind of recess into, you know, a true lifestyle brand. Um, and kind of the beverage is still going to remain at the center. And this world is really at the end of the day exists to drive sales of the beverage. But I really look at what we're doing is innovating on brand marketing and beverage. Um, and I think creating like a very sustainable marketing engine um, mm -hmm. by focusing on content and experiences that generate earned media uh, and by kind of, you know, you know, frankly, monetizing our digitally engaged users uh, in other ways besides just selling beverages. In terms of, uh, you know, sort of in general, kind of the business environment, sort of we talked about the consumer environment a little bit just now, but the business environment, again, funding's about to get tighter. We sort of saw a bumper year for a lot of startups last year. People were actually funding them. Um, I think people were excited about it. There was a lot of a lot of money floating around. Um, again, everything starts feeling pretty uncertain and volatile, even on the sort of business side. What do you sort of expect to be kind of the shakeout here on the so-called sort of e-commerce startups, DTC startups, but just in general, any new company in retail at this point? Yeah, no, I think, I think this is a significant event. I think this is, you know, I believe this is like a World War II, like Great Depression size, you know, event um, and that Absolutely. the ripple effects and the ramifications are just starting to be seen. And I don't think we're just going to like, you know, just suddenly go back to normal here. Right. Um, I think from on the, you know, from the economy, economic standpoint, I think it's going to be definitely, um, you know, a, you know, very, you know, very tight for, for a while. And so um, we are kind of uh, honing in on our core priorities 
um, and kind of be kind of focusing uh, on that and not distracting our, ourselves uh, in other areas and uh, yeah. spe- specifically um, and just running more focused uh, and uh, you know somewhat conservative, uh, I'd say, but while also taking advantage of the moment that we're in, right? Which I think yeah. is to, you know meant for recess, right? And so this is going to impact uh, you know different companies in different ways. But I think uh, for recess, our message and our mission is even more relevant uh, th- than it was before. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Ben, thank you so much for being on the episode. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. And that's all for today's episode of the Modern Retail Podcast, a show by Digiday. Thank you so much for listening. Please head to your iTunes store, search for a show, leave us a review, and tell me what you think. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week.